Welcome to X-Men Evolution, episode 25 of Cyclops is Waiting for Me, an X-Men animated recap podcast. I'm Rod, and I think I remember how to do this. I literally, I almost, I was going to say almost died, but that sounds too dramatic. I, I got sick for the first time since January 2020. So that's almost four years over the holiday break. I went to a friend's concert, and everyone there got a really mean flu. But since I hadn't been sick in forever, my whole body just like went. You know that meme of like all the check engine lights going off when you stand up too fast? That's basically what happened. I got sty, inflamed sty eye infection, sinus infection. Yeah, you became Cyclops. Was like, <laughs> yes, yeah, that was the joke. <laughs> there was nothing better than I get the first text after like the New Year to Rod, and he's like, so yeah, I'm Cyclops now. I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck are you talking about? And then the, he sends me the picture. I'm like, oh. It looked a lot worse than it was, but the, I mean, it still sucked, but it wasn't like. I was going to say, it's still pretty awful to deal with but the thing that was the most hilarious and i I say this out of love because the the friend that had the show that i got sick at they their feelings were really hurt that i got sick there and i know that's a complicated thing it sounds dumb but i i kind of get it because it's a lot to unpack but uh, i was like don't worry about it because at least i've already set aside these weeks to not do anything so this big project i'm on now like i already planned on not doing anything i personally thought the thing that was the most hilarious was my only plans for the end of the year and you may have heard me say this on the podcast is to not do anything except watch movies, play video games, and eat a lot of food. And after the flu went away, I lost my taste and smell. And it wasn't COVID. I tested three times for it. And also the doctor said because it happened after I got better, it wasn't because COVID, I guess, the one of the earliest symptoms or I don't yeah. know, whatever. And then I couldn't see. It was like the three main things that I planned to do the whole week. <laughs> Those are the senses taken away. Yeah, and then when my smell came back, though, about maybe three or four days after it went away, I was like, everything smells like shit. And I thought it was just my neighborhood. And then my doctor's across the street, so I may walk over there. I had a sinus infection, so I was on ZPAC till New Year's Eve. And then the day before New Year's Eve, our mutual friend Mike had his birthday party. And Mike asked me, and then you asked me, like, are you going to go? I was like, I technically can because I just finished my antibiotics this morning. But I think I need to take a beat. <laughs> just recover from recovery anyway long intro and i'm gc and i feel like i cursed rod because the last recording before we left for the break i basically said yeah rod's gonna come back nice and refreshed oh that's right yeah (laughs) psychops is waiting for me as our weekly podcast series we're going back and watching every single x-men animated episode we can find along with some bonus episodes our first series started with the original 1992 x-men the animated series building up to the release of x-men 97 which we thought was coming to disney plus last year but until that happens we have and i messed up the new intro (laughs) until that happens you can leave that in we're going to be covering other X-Men animated series like this one, X-Men Evolution. Some quick reminders, we're a recap show about a series that started over 20 years ago. There will be spoilers. If you don't want to spoil for you, pause the podcast, watch the episode, and come back. We're currently not sponsored by or affiliated with Marvel Animation, Disney, or Disney Plus in any way. I guess, do we have to add Hulu to that now? I just noticed that Echo is on Hulu. Fine, Rod. I'll fix the <laughs> script know. twice. I, I'm just so confused. I knew that Disney owned Hulu. I noticed over either the holiday break or a little bit before the holiday break, in Disney Plus, Hulu was a tab. Right. And but it's not and, all of Hulu. And they kept saying Echo available on Disney Plus and Hulu. Yeah, well, then I logged into Hulu this morning and I saw Echo as the top banner. I haven't gotten to watch it yet. I think I'm going to binge it over the weekend. Oh, it's so wild. We need this as, as like a nerddom established like etiquette spoiler time, you know? It died during Game of Thrones and Walking Dead because we used to be good about it. And then the Red Wedding was when that all went away as well as on Walking Dead, the night that Negan used the bat. 
those two oh. things killed it for the fandoms. I never saw the uh, shows, but I saw the memes from that. But you know uh, both things I'm talking about that yeah, quickly. Yeah, in, in out of context, but yeah, yeah. Yeah. But like, yeah, I, and I, I don't even know if I'm like spoiled on major plot points, but there's one thing that affects the greater MCU or whatever that like, everybody's just talking about matter of the fact. I'm like, I think that was supposed to be a surprise. <laughs> I am three episodes in. I've not been on and seen anything spoiled for me today. So that means it's got to be episodes four or five because episode one just has tons of Hawkeye highlights in it. I love it. Yeah. My friend Marie, she just watched Hawkeye for the first time this holiday season. She didn't know it was a Christmas show. And so she was like, right, I started watching Hawkeye. Perfect timing. And that really worked out for your friend. Don't forget to follow us on social media at Cyclops, IWFM Pod on Instagram, TikTok, Threads, technically, even though I haven't posted on that thing in yeah. forever. Twitter, which Rod has been signed out of for the better part of five months at this point. Yeah. And Facebook. Although I do have to just say this because Rod has been getting very annoyed text messages from me for the past couple of weeks. I oh. fell into the rabbit hole of a Facebook fan page for X-Men, the animated series, yeah. and there is no moderation on it whatsoever when it comes to the posts that people are doing. There are some legitimately great posts, great fandom in there, but it's also a lot of very shitty AI that people are like defending at the top of their lungs. And you actually realize a lot of people miss the fucking point of the X-Men, whether they watched it or read it. There are some people who would have been members of Friends of Humanity, and when you call them out <laughs> on it, they decide to call you a Nazi. That's my favorite. And it's not, it, even if you, even if that wasn't there, it's just a dumb group. I texted John a screenshot. I was like, this is by far the dumbest. And I joined it not knowing you were in it too. We both it had it pop up within the same couple days of each other, I feel like. And, and it was just like the dumbest things. People asking like, does anybody know what happened to the shape-shifting guy from the first episode? What was his name? I was like, what yeah, they you? literally asked what Morph's name was. That's not Rod being hyperbolic. That <laughs> is actually a question. And well, was there something else about people asking like what the point of Jubilee was? And like, I don't know, it was wild. And now, I, what I wish there was more of, I saw a post recently where someone highlighted a single frame from the 92 show that was supposed to be cut because it literally has over the screen cut yes. this frame. Yeah, it was like a Disney Plus era. That was like a cool little thing that somebody found. Yeah, I agree. There are definitely parts of it that are cool and have value, but at the same time, it reminds me why I shouldn't be on Facebook that much. I wonder if that is something that, because of frame rate, didn't show up on broadcast and VHS. You know what I mean? Like, you literally just don't see it because the frame gets skipped or something. I don't know. Anyway, it's a, it, it's, it was a weird... So John's currently trying to get kicked out of there. So far, he's only gotten stuff deleted, which is wild that you got stuff deleted just for posting stuff about this podcast because I've tried to report transphobic posts and things, and they're, like, turned down. It really is, like, that reminder of why I shouldn't be on Facebook that much because right? <laughs> it's just frustrating, dude. Honestly, I'm not surprised because it's Facebook that there are people who are just on the wrong side of history. The thing that actually bothers me is all the people who are passing off AI asset generation. Like, I don't even want to call it AI artwork. And just being like, this is so cool. And then they post the same thing like seven times. And it's like, dude, you didn't actually do anything. You literally spent 30 seconds in Bing prompts. And so, yeah, there's a, so much AI image stuff on there. And I kind of get it because sometimes some of the ideas are kind of cool to look at, I'll admit. But I agree with someone posted on there. Like, Can we just make this a different group? Because that's not the point of this group is to talk about the shows, not to fill it with mid-journey shit. Yeah, or I've even seen groups where they'll just be like, hey, here's a thread 
once a week they post it on like sunday and Mm -hmm. everybody who wants to post their cosplays selfies whatever the commonality of the thread is they Mm -hmm. all do it in that one thread instead Mm -hmm. of 75 individual posts but that sounds like something facebook should do is have they basically turn to discord you have i don't know yeah well that i think it also has 17 different chat rooms like based per character off of it which i will not go into oh no yeah no that's I, <laughs> depending on how bad it is i might just leave the group i, I feel bad though because there's some people who like share the cosplays and things and they're not like professional cosplayers and stuff so this is probably like, a good group to support each other on that stuff but like, all the other stuff is just so wild oh i remember there was someone who posted i hope 97 or they said that the 97 is going to be too woke because it's going to be too female centered i'm like this show has always been female centered including was it the next episode that we're going to cover in yeah. evolution and then I, I didn't mention it because I don't want to start getting tagged in thread replies. But Oh, you don't do what I did, which was yeah. call it out. Yeah. yeah. But we mentioned it on this show for the 92 series. The very first episode, the first action we see is from three female mutants. And two of them are total ass kickers. Yeah. And the other one is like our main character that we're like living through for the rest of the show. Anyway, it's, it's, it's like, how are you missing the point of everything? Finally, if you are finding this on YouTube or you just have seen this in like the Spotify like discovery page, please follow us on there. That helps us out. Also, shout out. We've had a few people who have recently stayed at, or whether they stayed till the end or not, gone through and use the questionnaire that I put up at the end of the episode and have given us replies. Those oh, nice. get reviewed and then I set them live so other people can engage back and forth in those two. Oh, so I should log into Spotify once in a while. <laughs> Considering you're the one who at one point needs to turn on the monetization for this show, yes, you should. <laughs> now onto the show. Today we're going to be talking about Season 2, Episode 12, titled Retreat. It aired February 16th, 2002. Curly sits at a 6.8 star rating on IMDb. Yeah, also... First bit of trivia on this, according to the Fandom Evolution Wiki, the alternate title for this episode was The Real McCoy. Oh, see? And you like puns, so... Fuck you, Rod. Start the show. <laughs> okay. anyway, it opens up on an empty city, and this is supposed to be New York, right? It's Bayville, I believe. Oh, Bayville, that's right. Yeah. Here's the thing. I will give it to you. The imagery of the town did remind me of New York until we got to the high school. That makes sense. Yeah, because yeah. I was like, what? large city is this dead anytime at night because there's literally nobody but beast and a couple cops and the cat the cat, reoccurring yeah, cat the cat i got spooked it's funny beast didn't purposely bother it but right. did freak it out because the cat was probably like what is this six foot tall other cat and so he's running through it kind of gave we mentioned this in beast intro episode kind of gave that like hounds of baskerville thing again he's back in like feral mode i also wondered at the beginning i was like is this a dream sequence to your point oh. about how empty the streets were yeah and he oh yeah and then this next part feeds into that because he looks into he goes to the high school and looks into the window of the lab that he used to teach out of Yep, and he missed it, and so that's when you realize, oh, maybe he's not quite feral. But then he knocks over a tree, and at first it looked like an accident, but then it busted the window. I was like, oh, was that on purpose so he could get in? But then he ran away because those two cops that were on patrol. Well, back up a little bit. Two cops on patrol missed him earlier because he hid, but then he didn't hide very well because they saw him in their rear view, and they followed. They, I don't know what they followed something to the school. And then it caught him there. It, it was like a yeah, it was a weird sequence. So I was like, okay, so I didn't think about that but that makes sense now that it could have been mistaken for like a dream sequence because it was like something everything's off it <laughs> was just very eerie 
because of how abandoned it felt until the cops got there. And once the cops got there, that's what I moved off of it being a dreamlike sequence to where Rod was going with it. He sees the empty class. You could tell that he misses it. But then he has this like moment of rage. And that's when he whacks the tree. And then when he whacks the tree, that's when it splits in two. Half of it hits the window and that kind of regains the cop's attention. They must have been somewhat close for it. And they they chase him through some alleys and stuff, and then Beast gets cornered. But there's this interesting pan from a full moon. So I, I don't know if it was like supposed to be like direct, but it was trying to give us werewolf motif. It was like full moon, and then Beast, and he yeah his whole pose and everything. But he was like backed into an alley. I was gonna say cornered, but it wasn't really a corner. He was just like the dead end of an alley. Yeah, and, and then we cut to the animated intro. I actually sat through them this time, and I was like, are these different, or have I just not watched these in a long time? Were they different? Because I haven't I watched it in a while. I don't know, because same. I was like, does this feel new? Because I'd never watched these, or did something update? Who knows how long ago. I'm not sure. The song feels the same. It hit me more today why, not that it doesn't work, it's more of like a cinematic scoring thing mm-hmm. than a melodic song. Ron's 92 theme has a melody. We can all sing it to each other. Right. There's not like a singable melody in this. It's like a score under it, which I, maybe that's what it was, the direction was. But anyway, so I actually watched it today because I was like finishing up my notes and stuff for the, or the heading for my notes and things. It was like, oh, huh, this is interesting. But then when they come back from the credits, the cops pull into the dead end and Beast is gone. He must have like, jumped up or something once again. No one looks up. But then he lands on their hood and destroys their car and then runs away. I don't know like where he was. I got a little bit of him like, I think to an extent he's in a little bit of a feral mode. Not mm-hmm. full when Wolverine goes feral, but I think he also like the animalistic side took over to an extent, which leads into wi- what the next conversation with Xavier is. Yeah, and so back at the mansion, my note here is, Beast is having the morning after talk with Xavier. It's so funny because he's like, I'm so ashamed of what I did last night. Xavier's like, don't worry about it. It's natural. Was this where he said that he doesn't like the animal that he's becoming? I forget where that was in the show. Yeah, right? it, that was around this time because him and Xavier are talking. He's apologizing because he had to get out of the Institute. Xavier is saying how it's natural. And Beast doesn't like that he has to hide. That's the piece that he's like, you know, he let the rage get the better of him and he couldn't be trusted that was his his phrasing on that he couldn't be trusted and then xavier offers to make him a hollow watch like he did for nightcrawler right and beast turns it down i get it because he's like still be hiding right i mean would it hurt to have one (laughs) yeah i i feel like if you feel cooped up inside of the institute even if you have to go out in disguise that's a little bit easier than just being stuck in a mansion with these lunatic children yeah. and speaking of i expected them to actually come back to this hollow watch point at the end of the episode because of the events of this episode and they don't i thought the point of this episode was he was like yeah i'll take that thing you thought that um, was going to be the button at the end of it yeah because i mean we'll be talking about it but even though he wasn't like exactly like at a public high school or anything it was in a place that was like this would be a place that's useful because it's not like strangers are gonna be like rubbing up against him to feel his fur or whatever but I don't know. I just, it was just interesting. It was like, no, oh, I, I don't want to hide. I'm like, yeah, but I mean, 
You can have the option, right? <laughs> you don't have to use it. I mean, shit, I'd like a hollow watch right, <laughs> right. now, and I don't even need to hide. I would, right. I would just be like Kurt when he had his fucking hollow watch, just like, oh, what can I do to fuck with people today? Right, and take it from a guy who stayed home for two weeks. On January 1st, I left the house for the first time in two weeks, and man, I did not miss having to put on pants. More options. <laughs> There's a reason why when we record these, the webcam that we see each other on is always waist up, and that's right. it. Oh, I'm wearing pajama pants right now. but <laughs> Yeah, of course. <laughs> so... The hallway, my note here, too many cameos. John will probably tell me if there's anybody important there. Because it's just like a hallway full of these kids. But the main two are Kitty and Bobby walking through our Iceman. Walking through the hallway talking. Kitty's talking about like a test or something about some redwoods. Yeah, she was up late working on her earth science report and basically saying she's running behind on it. And then there was a very specific joke that I don't think any kid picked up on, which I think is your point about the Redwoods. What's so great about Redwoods? And then Bobby's response is they make great hot tubs. And I guess that's like the hot tubs that are the wood sides. It's made of Redwood or that was a company that made them or something like that. But it was like... I looked it up and I was like, that is that is a choice to put that line in there as like a punchline to her, to to Bobby's response. Yeah, because I was like, what a weird response. I guess that's just what like a horny teenager would say to, as a pickup line. I don't know. I mean, the one thing I, I did want to share here in the comics at one point, Kitty and Bobby were a couple. So, you know, it was just like. Are they going to start alluding to this? And is there going to be anything with Lance? And nope, just yeah. happened to be who she was talking to. Yeah. And as they're splitting off, Kitty overhears the conversation that Xavier and Beast are having in his office. Because once again, no one closes their doors in this institute. And so I guess it was on purpose because she walks in and isn't hiding that she overheard. And right. They don't seem to mind. I love this moment, though. This was like really clever because she does that thing that all the sitcoms do where they're like, oh, Professor Xavier, that was a great idea that you brought up. And then Xavier just looks at her and does the thing we all wish we could do with the psychic. What are you doing? And she's like, he could take us on the field trip. And they're all doing this psychically. I will say if I had that power, 98 percent of the time, it would be to just ask the other person who I'm with what the third person's name is that I forgot. <laughs> that would literally be most of those like hidden conversations. There's now there's been a couple times I've had like really close friends, you know, they spend enough time with that every so often when you're in like that super stressful situation, you just like communicate with like blinks. It looks like you're signaling to steal second base. I was going to say like you're going to take a shit or something because it's so intense. You and I have different nonverbal cues that we <laughs> <Right>. use, Rod. <laughs> yeah, he was like, oh, that's a great idea. And so he suggests, she suggested whatever, that if Beast wants to get out, that he could take a group of students that he can choose to go on a field trip to see the redwoods or the redwood forest. He's like, I don't know. I don't want to, do, you know, whatever. I, always, I forgot to write down what was the thing that eventually sold him, though. So he initially doesn't take the offer. And it was like, yeah, you know, get out into a natural environment. And then he's like, okay, cool. Like, literally, it was just the oh, words okay. natural environment. And then he, I don't want to say he turned on a dime, but he did like a, let's call it a 145 instead of a 180. Okay, so it's not quite, but pretty close to like, we're we're never going to do that in the hard cut. We're doing it. <laughs> yeah. He was like, I guess we could do it. Yeah. So then that cuts to the kitchen breakfast area table or whatever, because it wasn't the main dining room. That's a giant. Yeah, it was where uh, Kitty has gone through the head. table. And yeah. And there's a group of students there, mainly the main cast, and then a couple other ones that are haven't really been introduced properly yet. And Beast says basically that, all of you have bad grades, and this is the only way that you're going to save it. The group that you have there 
is Bobby, which we know Bobby's a fuck up, so that's not surprising. Evan, we know Evan's kind of a fuck up, so that's not surprising. <laughs> and then you have Sunspot and Wolfsbane. Wolfsbane, that was the name I forgot. So I have another comment about her later on with regard to her name. But yeah, this is like the first episode where she even says anything. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. She had a really surprising voice, to me at least. Well, she's of Scottish descent. Well, I just mean it was like really tiny. Oh, I didn't oh. hear I didn't hear a Scottish accent. Yeah. Maybe I gotta go back and listen. Well, when we go to talking about her name when it gets called out, it'll start to make more sense oh, okay. too. So yeah. And this is something that is probably not something that we should have to think about. It's just me overthinking being like an old man. I was like, so does that mean Xavier's Institute has some sort of scholastic agreement with the high school that they can do things that the kids will get school credit for they're gonna bring their grades up in science or something by going on a field trip with i guess the school thinks is xavier because they don't know hank's still alive i interpreted it as a like active study scenario Mm -hmm. as opposed to being tied to the actual school itself okay it's just because i don't think (laughs) Yeah, I don't think that, that they could teach classes at the Institute and get high school credit for it. Well, I just mean, because I know in, like, in high school, there sometimes there were things where like if we do some sort of community service, then I don't know, like a work study credit or something or an elective thing or something. I don't know. But once again, overthinking it. it yep. They were just like, okay, we're going to go on this field trip. Evan tries to sneak out because he's like, I don't, I, I want, I'm, on, I'm wondering if they're going to point out later or bring to attention later that he somehow needs to be grounded. I know he likes to skateboard. And he, cause he, but he like asks if there's sidewalks, if there's pavement. He's really worried that about there not being like flat asphalt. And he I got be the, like down the forest. I, I've always gotten the impression it's just like it's out of his comfort zone. I don't know if it's anything relating to like grounding or something like that. I think it's just he has grown up and lived in the city his entire life. So him being in nature is not a comfortable experience for him. <laughs> and it's very most- similar to what would happen if you put me in the fucking forest, Rod. Oh, same. I've said this on multiple podcasts and in real life in friend groups and stuff. If we you have die. Like, an apocalypse, if I lose my glasses, nature just takes me back. I- I've said this on here before. I'm the fourth corpse in the 20 years earlier montage. Your cat just licked her chops as you said that, so oh, yeah. just warning. She knows. she knows. No, she's allowed to eat me if I die. We don't We don't lose to go hungry. But pretty much none of the students really want to go, except for maybe Kitty, because she brought and she knows why they're really going i don't know maybe it's just the difference between me and other students and stuff but at this time i mean i was out of high school but it was around the same time i would have liked to go on a trip like this instead of being in school i've been like let's go swimming or something i never got to go on cool trips in high school because we were like a private school too Mm -hmm. so there was like god i don't even think we did like a new york city trip or anything like that like our school trip our class trip sucked so yeah (laughs) oh yeah go on the helicopter to the fucking redwoods in california from new york sure i'm in i didn't even even think about that they cross coast that's a big trip yeah so then they cut to them at the forest i couldn't tell if that was the x jet or a mini jet that was the x copter as i'm referring to it because that was a helicopter and not a jet is this where we should bring up the thing about the 97 toys sure fuck it let's go i it mentioned to you, and you made a note about this, because of the messed up scheduling of 97, the toys, everybody's already seen them, they've been out. At the targets around here, Storm and the X-Jet are on clearance now. They're like half off. Right. Um, and the Lego set, which by the time this episode goes live, I believe I will be setting the Lego build of the X-Jet tomorrow to our oh, YouTube yeah, yeah. channel. You're building that. And, that, and that's where we noticed it was the packaging on that yeah it's interesting that the 97 is calling everything the x-jet we know evolution calls it the x-jet but 92 always called it the blackbird right makes you wonder is there some 
legal issue or something about not because it's a, that's a weird continuity thing to just ignore. And I guarantee you, I've heard it called the Blackbird at some other point after X-Men 92. Yeah, so I don't know. It's, or is there some implication or something? I don't know. I don't know. I, yeah. if, if anybody happens to know, I guess let us know. But it, it's just a, it was a weird thing because 97 is supposed to directly follow 92 and it's a weird random detail to change. But yeah, so they've landed the uh, X-Copter. Roberto is covering the jet, the copter in camo. I only yep. know it was Roberto because they yell at him to hurry up. But he's an overachiever. And so specifically Wolfsbane is the one who refers to him as being the overachiever. And just for point of clarity for the non-comic readers of the group, both Wolfsbane and Sunspot Roberto joined as new mutants, as opposed to Bobby is with this group of the new mutants kids, even though he in the comics has always traditionally been an X-Men. Oh, gotcha. So he, in this world, he would have been in that really shitty movie a couple years back. (laughs) Oh God. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. The less said about that movie until I get Rod to rewatch it high and then we record our reactions, the better. Of the terrible movies, I wouldn't mind as much. I just thought it was dumb. And also, it was one of two movies you could see in a year. It was literally like what that and Tenet were the only movies you could see, new movies you could see after lockdown. Or it was still during lockdown. It was during the. It came out in LA, at least, as like a drive in experience. Yeah, uh, Yeah, I saw it in a drive in which is the best case scenario for me to see a movie like that because I think at one point I even just got on my laptop and wrote some music because it was just so... I don't. I was getting bored at points, then I was getting confused at points, and then I was like, what's this wolf? The big twist at the end was like, I didn't know that was a twist. I thought that was like clearly pointed out at the beginning. It was a mess. Yeah, so he finishes camouflaging, which is funny that Wolfsbane calls him an overachiever and he says that he needed to do more because when they first showed the copter, I was like, that's not covered. Because they showed the like, bird's eye view. Yeah. And it's like, one patch of leaves on top of what's clearly a vehicle. But Devil's Advocate, or Azazel's Advocate, what is the likelihood that a, another helicopter is going to fly overhead low enough and look down into that open patch? I think it's a but, pretty safe bet. Like, just put a little bit of green on it and nobody's going to notice that shit, as long as there's not a forest fire. I understand why Roberto was like, let's spend an extra beat on this. But he catches up with the group, and then Roberto and Evan are talking, and complain to beast and beast is like whatever you're mine and you're out here they show like a montage of their activities through the day setting up camp which Which spike is super useful for he's useful for but also like surprisingly no in this time period there's always during this montage there's always someone messing up the tent or someone doesn't know what a tent is or a spike or some they burn the food and shit like that yeah yeah like get tangled up in the Thing, but it was it was fine. Now the goof they did show was they were like foliage samples and stuff, and then Spike picks up was like clearly poison ivy. I was that kid. Not that I picked it. You Somebody know, you whacked know. your hand right as you were about to. Well, no, like you know, you just like rub up against stuff, right? Or I'd be that lucky kid where I was wearing long sleeves and long pants, but then I would walk by it, and you know how like that oil can stain your clothes for like a year or some shit. A month later, I'd put the same coat on, and then I'd get poison ivy. <laughs> but then they all do what I said earlier. And they go swimming. Yeah. They're in a forest and there's rivers and shit. I love that Bobby does a little, I'm going to splash Kitty flirty. And then she just straight up tackles him into the stream that they're next to. Yeah. Kitty just escalated that shit. And I was like, I guess they're, yeah, I guess they're fine. They don't have anything important on them. And I think it was supposed to be a transition, but I didn't realize it because she comes out of the water in a bathing suit. It was like, oh, some time has passed. Yes, that is time or, passing, right? Yeah. Or she has a new ability. 
because then she's everybody copying, she's copying mystique shit right and then everybody's like kind of either sunbathing or swimming i have here that roberto and her name wasn't mentioned at this point so was ronnie we'll, we'll get to the ronnie but, part in a second but yeah. here i have roberto and the redhead look like they're flirting or i don't yep. i don't know if they're a couple oh they are flirting. okay i absolutely got the same vibe okay i do I, I don't i didn't read a ton of new mutants in the early years of it there's not anything in recent books that gave me indication that they've been a couple in the comics, but they absolutely had flirting vibes in the show. No oh, doubt. Yeah, you definitely picked have. up on that, too. This is like one of the horniest episodes of the series. <laughs> yeah. Well, you got a bunch of teenagers in the woods. Yeah. <laughs> it's literally what we used to do in Indiana. And then I have um, your Beast cock blocks by shaking dry on them. It's like a big But doll. first, Beast is very happy swinging from uh, branches like he's Tarzan. Well, yeah, that was the whole point of this, right? Is like he doesn't want to feed into the animal part of himself, but Xavier's like, you probably should. You need to unleash it a little bit, dude. But yeah, so Beast is doing his happy Tarzan stuff, does a dive bomb into the water. It gets up and he shakes. And then there's like a brief second where he's sad Beast again. Oh, yeah. There's just a look on his face like, oh, they're viewing me like I was like the shaggy dog when I got them wet. That was like the the read I had on it. Then Beast mentions to Kitty that he's enjoying the animal that he's becoming. And I think this is supposed to be the turning point where he like, is actually admitting it. So he tells Kitty to go ahead and round up the other kids. And he, for whatever reason, decides to go on a walk alone. And he sees a f- literal fish out of water, goes to pick it up to put it back in the water. You see an animation of someone's foot who is not any of the kids step on a branch. He hears it and looks, turns around. And then you just see the camera lens through the trees or whatever. And I was like, oh, they're going to turn this into a Bigfoot story, especially for the time period, because was it like the 80s through the 90s? Do we talk about Bigfoot anymore? I I feel like it's more of Sasquatch in general or something. I think it may just be like what your pop culture diet was, because I Mm -hmm. feel like I heard Bigfoot way more in the East Coast than Sasquatch. Yeah. So, yeah, this time I heard Bigfoot all like all the time there was the bigfoot monster truck the way he posed i was like they're making this a bigfoot story because he did yeah. that hunched over thing you can see that he's taking video and not just a photo right right of, of beast then we see like basically a hunter's camp yeah the- it was essentially a group of cryptid hunters but they and were then- obviously all bigfoot hunters of the group yeah and i was gonna say the longer we stayed on it the more you realize these are conspiracy theorists yeah they're like looking for bigfoot and they specifically name out Bigfoot and they have the same problem that till to this day in an age where everyone carries around a 4k camera in their pocket the only photos of, all right did you see the stuff about Miami and the I was just gonna say in the age where everybody has HD camera in their pocket and people are claiming there are aliens in the mall in Miami and that's why 150 cops showed up there's not one single shot of an alien for people to get and then it's like, oh no they're they're hiding this this and this I'm like you're fucking stupid right. it is so if you want something to go on the internet nobody can make that go away and if you have multiple people yeah. recording what you find out is oh it was kids who were literally setting fireworks off and they thought it was a yeah. gunman yes that's why you don't record gunshots you record a fucking alien i hate people and don't get me wrong i am entertained by stories of this that's why there's some TikTok channels i i follow because i like hearing like the conspiracy stories i just don't want to invest my actual attention to it yeah. i'm not i don't I, i'm not i don't want to actually be a conspiracy serious it's just fun to think about and there was like that one video that was going around with like oh here's a 10 foot alien and you mean that was just three people walking next to each other that's the thing that was my yeah. first thought i was like where's the alien all i just see the to me it looked like a line trying to like sweep an area and stuff but then when 
someone like, circled it and I was like, oh, that's supposed to be the end. And then like the magic eye thing or the blue white dress or whatever. Once that suggested to me and I'm looking for it, I was like, ah, okay, I see what they were like silhouetting out or whatever. Yeah, if you're not skeptical against it and you're predisposed to believe it, then you do believe mm-hmm. it. Or someone just told me to look for, look at it that way, and then I looked down. I was like, okay, I see what they were like outlining. Yeah. But the, these guys, they have like, what, the main I don't know researcher. I, there was one guy that was more educated than everybody else in this. Game. The doctor, I think oh, his name was like Petronic or something. Or yeah, he, uh, some name like that. They said his name once, and then it never came yeah. back. So and he like looked at everything. He's like, none of this is proof. There was like a pile of fur, the blurry photos and stuff. There was a mold of a footprint too. They got that mold of the footprint done in plaster very quickly i give them props right. for that oh yeah i didn't even think about it. if that was beast or someone just faked it it's interesting yeah so but then the guy that got just got the video of beast comes back and plugs in his camera which fairly not impossible but on the edge of technology at this time and they watch it and it's clear as day then there's like two bounty hunters that are with these yeah guys they're just like, dudes with guns they're just <laughs> ready there's like let's go They're like where were you january 6 guys we know exactly where they were <laughs> right. and what they're wearing around their ankles right now <laughs> right and they go hunt beast then back with the kids and beast he's trying to be like the cool he is the cool teacher he's like okay so the bad news is for the assignment or not the bad news your assignment is I want you to all get five mineral samples. I've been out of school so long, I literally don't know what that means. Does that mean just bring back a rock or whatever? I think it's <laughs> I think it's you have to bring back a rock, but you have to be able to identify what kind of rock it is. Okay. And then he's like, and that should take you about an hour. So meet me back here in three, and then all the kids cheer. Four. Uh, he gave them three hours four, of playtime. Oh, yeah. Oh, he also so is like, yeah, I'll be in the teacher's lounge. And they're like, where's that? He's like, I don't know yet. Yeah, figure it out. Yeah. I, it's, it's, I think he thinks he's getting away with what kitty and xavier wanted him to do but he doesn't in the know first they place wanted, they didn't yeah. know he doesn't know that they wanted him to do that right so he just keeps creating reasons for him to like go walkabouts and stuff hey lucy what the <laughs> don't know what she's doing are you leaving or are you just rod's cat for those listening is trying to figure out what to do and just stood on his keyboard, which we've learned he has to turn off during yeah. this. And I couldn't hear it, but it looked like she just meowed angrily at your face. She does this thing where she does like silent. It's just, it's not a hiss, but it's like a little air. It's like, oh, that's you know, what that was? Okay, I it, thought it, it was just the mic didn't pick it up. No, yeah, it's, it's like it would be a meow, but she doesn't put that much effort into it. So that's how we know we're, right. we've been living with each other. You get more of Sunspot being an overachiever because he's like, well, I got to get more than five minerals because five is just the cake and then it's icing if I get more. And it's like, you fucking nerd. Oh, yeah, because Wolfsbane was like, but you're going to get 10. Or was it Wolfsbane or yeah. Evan that said you're going to get 10? And he's like, oh, 12. Oh, uh, it, was, it was Wolfsbane <laughs> because then she proceeds to make a joke about him like, putting on a few pounds and then the dude oh, lifts yeah. up his shirt to reveal his washboard abs yeah i was gonna say he's like a 12 pack it's not even a six pack yeah <laughs> yeah like that time of your life where you could be this skinny kid where it just looks like you have abs and that's just because you haven't acquired body fat yet that l- yep that was never me <laughs> that little fuck <laughs> i was always puffy softer i don't know it was the, wherever the nice word is so they cut away to not the bounty hunter guys but like the other and not the doctor but the other the general cryptid hunters yeah in the woods and my only main note here is these bigfoot call whistles are terrible whatever sound that is that they source that foley from was so annoying it wasn't like rogue screech it, like one of the more annoying sounds i think it was supposed to be the equivalent of an injured deer call And the reason why I think that is there's a game that came out over the past few years 
where it is a group of people hunting Bigfoot. And one of the ways you attract Bigfoot is like the noise of an injured deer. And I okay. think that those two things sounded very similar from the show. So that's, I think it's, oh, Bigfoot's going to come and eat the thing that sounds like it's dying. That's okay. the rub on it. Yeah. So Beast is climbing in the trees and he sees the hunters because they are literally not looking up. We were joking about people not looking up and they are like adhering to the rule yep. and just not looking up. Nice little Easter egg here. Yeah. So the one guy, look, he's like, where'd you get that call whistle from? And he was like, go to the was the, the Bigfoot trading post on like Route 5 or something. Right. Ask for Mulder. Literally the X-Files theme plays. Yeah. And I guess this is both Fox, right? No, this was WB Saturday was. mornings. Interesting, because X-Files was Fox, right? It was. So I wonder what either what sweetheart deal there was with that, or I don't know what the precedent was at the time. Because of like the Robin Thicke Blurred Lines case, and I think maybe Ed Sheeran's one of his lawsuits or whatever with song copyrights, there's now a new precedent where like three notes consecutively could like, constitute a melody or whatever. And this was very much past three notes. This was like five like or five, six. Yeah, five or yeah. six. And so I wonder if at the time it was like, it was seven notes or something. And then they were like, we got, it was, if it was just like close enough, because it is kind of just an arpeggio of like a scale, but it's very identifiable. I don't know. It was really interesting. And not only does it, play but i always watch with closed captions on and it says x-files theme plays does they it really put, they put in the closed caption that's yeah. fantastic <laughs> it's a funny haha joke i think i would have gotten at this point because x-files have been around out for a while yeah because by the time i went to we went to college x-files had already run through its original series yeah yeah, yeah. so but yes i did love that there was the the i want to believe reference essentially so. yeah and then beast Decides to throw them off, and he roars to get their attention, and then, like... Tries to murder them. <laughs> I was going to say, like, I want to believe that he was just going to distract them, but like, he had faith. He, like, he was trusting that they would get out of the way of this boulder. Like, an, not quite as big, but, like, the Indiana Jones-style run away from the rolling boulder down the hill. Yeah, it was pretty fucking big. Those guys run away, but then the bounty hunter guys show up with the doctor. It looked like they tried to tranquilize Beast. Like, they yes. shot him with, like, syringes and stuff, but they didn't really work. Which are the most overpowered tranquilizer guns I've ever seen because those things look like they could have been fucking Bishop's gun from X-Men 92. <laughs> but yeah, he gets tagged with two of these trank darts and the doc makes a comment of, oh, his expressions are so human. Yeah. That reminds me, yeah, back, back when they originally played the tape of Beast, it was the footage of him putting the fish back in the water and someone made a comment, oh, he lacks the dexterity to hold a fish or something. like Right. Man, everybody just writes in what they want to see. That's not just here, but his life in general. Gets shot with two more darts, and then he starts to run after them. When that happens, this weird triangle pyramid spring trap basically pops up and surrounds him. And he it looks like he would normally be able to break out of it, except it's it looks like it's electrified. They give like a way more convoluted explanation. Yeah, like that it's... or something. Yeah, it has posing polarities, and essentially it prevents him from holding on to it it essentially pushes him away i'm guessing that was a standards and practices explanation for it oh because they can't electrocute that's my only thought because you're putting a person in a trap that keeps electrocuting them versus you're putting them in a thing they just can't break out of it's, and, it's, and it's totally speculation there's no yeah. confirmation online that's the case but that's it seemed like it was drawn to be a trap that electrocuted somebody and it's not comedic. It's not like Bugs Bunny or I don't know. You know yeah. Like it was like, where it's like comedic. But that's where we also get the reference to the line that Rod made me now hate. Whereas <laughs> like 
they're like, yeah, we got him. We got the real McCoy. And I just groaned audibly <laughs> when that was said. And now I hate it even more. It took me a second to realize that they didn't know what they were saying. Because one of them said, oh, it looked like he might have understood what you said. And I was like, oh, that's right. They don't know him. Oh, that's a funny. Okay. Yeah. And they, the hunters start alluding to the fact that they know a good taxidermist. The doctor is like, no, it's our duty. Because he's obviously taking a scientific approach to this mm-hmm. of we need to study him. And there needs to be respect to the study. And the other hunter is like, well, we didn't say we were going to turn him into a rug is his yeah. response. Yeah. He's like, maybe a jacket or a coat, not a rug. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then we cut over to a, a, apparently three or four hours later. The students are all looking for Beast. And then this is where they call Wolfsbane Ronnie. And her name on the captions spelled super interesting. I guess that's the Scottish part. So I actually went and I threw this onto our Instagram. And I did a survey because we have a lot of fans of X-Men that aren't solely fans of the animated series. Because I have always read it as rain r-a-h-n-e and i started looking stuff up online and there's literally like one of those like how to say this websites Uh and it shows both options and i was totally fucked in the head last night (laughs) as that was up so that's why that was on our instagram one week ago in the past from when this goes live and three quarters of the respondents said it the way i did which is rain and then the other 25 percent said it as Ronnie. And I'm curious, I didn't, I obviously couldn't go and ask everybody on there, but I'm wondering how many people who pronounce it Ronnie were because the first time they saw the character or heard the character's name spoken was evolution. I'm genuinely curious oh. about that. So, Or they're European. Well, that's the thing is, I think if you're European and you're Scottish, you would pronounce it Rain. Oh, okay. I like I, I have only ever said it as rain so i'm curious where different people have seen it first and stuff so if you're listening throw that into the comments here because i'm genuinely curious where did you hear her name and how did you pronounce it before hearing it in this episode it's funny because i don't know if you've seen in the news there's a high school basketball player that's become pretty famous recently because he's a star athlete but very important white kid from a white family I will not, even the correct pronunciation of the name, I will not say it on here, but it has been some fun memes over the last week. The last because, name? Yes. Yep. No, I did see that. that. Yep. He And he went on some podcasts and interviews and told you how to say it, and it's right. fine. And but how no it's written and it. somebody would read it phonetically is not yeah. okay. Yep. And you also have to be very careful when you say it correctly. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I don't know, same thing. Okay. It also is great that he has like siblings. So this is like a generational thing that this is going to plague the school for years. So anyway, Rain or Ronnie, I got, in the show they call I, her Ronnie. We could just call her Wolfsbane to make it simple Wolfsbane, for yeah. this. But yeah. She turns into a wolf and then... Well, because Kitty like, suggests, can you track his scent? Mm-hmm. And she actually says she's never tried doing that before. So I think that implies that she's still fairly new to her power set. Yeah. And has mostly just been focused on the transformation aspect of it. And I also wonder how young she is, because they made her sound so small. And she also was drawn tinier and stuff. Like if she's yeah. closer to like multiples age or something. Yeah, where she's maybe like 12 or 13 as opposed to a junior or senior in high school. Yeah, and even if she has had her powers for like a little bit, like in what scenario you're going to ask like an 11 or 12 or 13 year old to go like sniff an adult. See, you made it weird, Rod. But I mean, that, that'd be like a good reason to be like, huh, I've never had to do that before. It's like, okay, that tracks. So she transforms and she goes into a full wolf mode for this, which we've seen before 
in two other episodes. One was the one where she dove into the pool when Lance was training, and then in her original appearance, when they started introducing all the new mutants, that was her in full puppy mode, basically. And then back at the hunter's camp, the bounty hunters and everyone else have left, but the doctor's there alone with Beast. And then Beast starts talking to the doctor, just like normal. And the doctor's at first is like surprised, but then it's just fascinated because he's like, okay. And then Beast... Because he's also... Oh, you're not Bigfoot. He actually has that moment of clarity. And Beast is like explaining the magnified cage to him and stuff. And the the doctor's like, yeah, you're right. Okay. And they get interrupted because the bounty hunters like come back. Well, there's a great, there's a great line right before they come back where Beast basically almost convinces him to open the cage for him. And because he's like, yeah, I'll quote Shakespeare if you let me out of this thing. Oh, yeah. I actually, I think the doctor probably was going to let him out. And that's what he got interrupted. Like, yeah. he was going to key him out. But then the bounty hunters come back and like, what are you doing? The doctor starts to tell them that Beast is human or can talk or whatever. And Beast is like, shh. Like, <laughs> yeah, he gives, he actually just gives them the eyes of like, yeah. don't do it. And I was like, that's interesting. Like, okay. I guess the guy had guns. Maybe that's the thing. Like, we don't know what they'll do. I think it's, yeah, it's one of those scenarios where it probably just offers too much information to the people who still have the guns. Yeah. Because he's probably worried they're like, not a matter of being racist rednecks, but the rednecks are going to shoot the monster that talks to them, I feel like. Yeah, the Friends of Humanity (laughs) 2.0. Or 3.0, they came back a couple times. These guys are the founding members of Evolution's Friends of Humanity, it feels like. (laughs) Especially um, the way the end of the episode happened. Oh, yeah. And so I forget if it was before or after the bounty hunters were there, but the doctor asked, are there many of you that are like you? And he's like, kind of, but not really. Like we all have different gifts or whatever. So now you know why it's important that we stay hidden. And that kind of, I wonder, I know the next episode is out of order. I wonder if this one is a little bit too or something, because if there's still shrouded in secrecy. From now, also the wikis are switching orders of shit too. So I'm uh-huh. completely confused what the actual release order was at this because point. Because there was an episode or two ago in Evolution where the kids are out now because it was a prom, or not prom, like a dance. Or, oh, it was Sadie Hawkins dance. The Sadie Hawkins dance from Shadow and Dance. Yep. I know the news doesn't travel fast. But that'd be pretty big news. I um, think this is the episode that happens right before that if we go into airing order according to one of the wikis. So I yeah. think that's why. Yeah, and then definitely the next episode is before Sadie Hawkins. Correct. It's um, it takes place one month before that episode. Yeah. So it's it's all over anyway, so Beast like doubles down on no one knows that they exist and they're supposed to be hiding. This comes to my point of like where I was like, you know what? Even though you don't expect to run into anybody out in the Redwoods. This would be a handy place to have that watch, just so you don't get mistaken for Bigfoot. And then you pretend to be Bigfoot. That's another thing. I almost would have just pretended or something. I don't know. They so, did try to crush those other guys with a giant boulder, so. Right. I guess, yeah, he roared, and so he did. So was it Sunspot that pointed out that it's going to start raining soon? I guess he can sense it. I think it was Wolfsbane who said it when she started to do the tracking stuff. But then you see the kids are walking through the rain. They get to what looks like the abandoned site of the camp and they didn't get there in time and you see the trucks that are driving presumably back to get out of the rain like a sane person would yeah and they're going around like a really dodgy mountain road the kinds that are like on ice road truckers or something and or where the school bus driver in season one took people through yeah yeah and then there's an avalanche that's not Lance related. Yeah, it was a mudslide that started. Oh, okay, that makes sense. That makes more sense than just a regular. And then, but it it creates this pile up. The they all get an accident. They got run off the road. A bunch of water. The whole it's a whole mess. But the cage breaks off. 
or I guess the not cage breaks off. And, I think it's and, still a cage. I just think I yeah. just don't think it's an electrocuting cage. Yeah, and then floats by the kids, and the kids are like, "Oh, hey, found him!" So they run after him. This is a really interesting thing. I don't think I've ever seen Iceman do this, but it makes sense. He makes a dam out of ice. I thought that where they were going to show that dam fail later because they showed water starting to spew through it. Yeah, but, I, uh, I, I, I was like, "Oh, is Bobby going to fuck it up?" But it's enough to stop it, and then. To your question from the volleyball incident, does Sunspot get stronger? I oh, Again, yeah, I don't know if he necessarily does in the comics, but here it does imply that as he absorbs solar energy and he goes under, he literally rips the cage door off. Yeah. So I think it's like a light version of Superman in a shorter term where he does get a strength increase for at least this kind of scenario. He, he does say the sun's rays fuel me. And he literally also, like, the clouds parted. Like, he he just absorbed the sun in such a strong manner that it actually made a little bit of a hole for the sun's rays to push through. Before I realized who he his superhero persona was, I actually just assumed he was like a mini storm. It looked like he actually parted the clouds as his power. Right, right. But then I was like, but then when he turned into Sunspot, I was like, okay, that was like a serendipitous. Yeah, yeah. Or like you said, maybe he's able to channel it so strongly that it pierces through the clouds. He was just like sucking up the solar energy, basically. Yeah. And then he swims down, like you said, rips off the cage door and rescues Beast. But then the kids notice that the other hunters are. Tra- no, Beast says that, that we have to go save these. Yeah. Guys who are trapped in the water and stuff. Like, as so, soon as he's regained consciousness, which is pretty quickly, he's like, yeah, there's other people that are trapped up the stream. And him and the kids go to, to rescue them. Beast, like, holds on to... He knocks down a tree and, like, holds it down. He uproots like a, the whole fucking thing. It wasn't, was, it wasn't just a knockover. He literally yeah. picked it up. And I was going to say as a bridge, but it was almost more like a rope or something. You know what I mean? Like, when someone's like, holding on to a rope where you get a quicksand or water or something... He was like holding on to it like that for people yeah, yeah. to like, climb up on, and the kids were like helping people climb up on it. But then like, the two bounty hunters, once they're in the clear, they're still trying to hunt down beasts. But then the kids jump in. They all have a moment, and it all falls into like the belief of these conspiracy theory personalities. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Wolfsbane grabs the gun out of their hand from her mouth. Bobby freezes the second. Spike does like what we referred to as like he builds the spike armor out of him where he makes himself bigger. And Kitty pretends to be a ghost, basically. Yeah, she comes through the tree. And then Wolfsbane also does a secondary transformation where she goes into a werewolf mode. Yeah, it kind of reminds me, remember the captain from Treasure Planet? I know the visual, but I've never watched Treasure Planet, but yes. you haven't? Okay, I love Treasure Planet. But yeah, he has that, I don't know, more cat-like. Was that the one that had the song from Lit on the soundtrack? No, the songs were actually from Johnny Resnick. Oh, I'm thinking Titan A. That's the one. Oh, I, I think I like that one too, but I love Treasure Planet. I haven't seen any of them. I just know there was a lit song called Over My Head from one of those movies oh, okay. that I really liked. Treasure Planet was a sad story because it was like Disney's scapegoat until giving up 2D animation. Because it was a good movie, but they purposely tanked it so that they could get out of 2D. What other context would you get Johnny Resnick writing a song for BB Mac to perform? None. There's no yeah. other scenario where somebody is doing that. I agree. I guess the neighbor has a dog now because there's one barking. Beast also eerily comes down like upside down from the side of the tree. And like they basically give him the option like, are you going to run or are we going to take care of you kind of implication? And they run off. At that point, the scientist has a quick interaction with Beast that none of the other 
conspiracy theorist see and he was like you know i would love to to know more and learn more and then beast gives the someday you will so it gives like this cool moment of hope from beast who's been pretty dour about larger society understandably so for the majority of this episode yeah and i, I guess it kind of implies that there's a grander plan or I know that we, there is a grander plan, but a specific timeline that maybe Xavier has for the team and everything. There's a threshold they have to cross, and then they're just going to be like out, for lack of better words. But yeah, so then these two bounty hunters get back with the rest of the conspiracy theorists. They're like, all oh, this crazy shit just happened. And those guys are like, come on, guys. Right. That's, and then uh, even we don't believe that. Right. <laughs> and then the main scientist is like, well, that's hardly proof. So he's willing to give up the clout of what this discovery could bring him mm -hmm. because he realized he was no longer studying an animal. Like I this, like how yeah. he has like a symmetrical presence in the in this episode because that's the first thing he says when we see him. That's hardly enough proof. And then he says there's hardly proof, hardly enough proof here. And then we're inside the, I guess, the copter yep. with all the kids going back. And Beast acknowledges that Kitty was right when she said earlier that guess you are what you're meant to be i don't know i going back to when we were talking with steven there's so much that they were able to tuck away in these episodes that probably maybe not would not have flown on network television in the 90s 2000s had they presented it as is you know right right but like we can see what they mean <laughs> Yeah, it was very much the owning the characterization of who they are and the different groups that they represent. And like, you know, going back to the earlier part of the podcast, that's kind of why I end up getting frustrated when I see the comments like X-Men 97 can't be good because Disney will make it woke. If you're literally going to talk about something being woke from the beginning, that's what X-Men was. It started out as the civil rights movement. But then it continued to evolve into all forms of representation on it. So, yeah, this is the core of who these characters and what their stories have always been. And this was just really well done. Yeah. And also, like, this is a conversation, you know, like, in a lot of other, like, communities have. Even if the stuff you love, like, say, X-Men, wasn't that to you or you didn't acknowledge it, it doesn't go away. So whatever that was to you. You still have. We had the conversation with the remake of The Little Mermaid. Halle Bailey playing Ariel doesn't erase the animated one. Right. It's still there. And then I saw a couple like kind of clickbaity articles talking about or criticizing What If and Echo being repetitive because Cohorty's in What If as an indigenous superhero. And then like a couple weeks later, we explore like Maya's background and stuff. Or I saw in the trailers we are. I haven't seen it yet. And everybody's comments are the same. They're like, yeah, but wasn't it... Re it wasn't repetitive to have 17 consecutive stories about middle-aged white guys finding the hero in themselves. And we've known that Echo's been coming for over two At least years. two years. <laughs> yeah, because that was when she first appeared in Hawkeye. And Kahori is just like, she's a new character. It's pretty cool to have a character from MCU be created in MCU first. But also, it's a multiverse story. So we don't even know when or how she's going to get implemented into whether it's the comic 616 or the MCU 616, which is still not a 616, but that's a whole other thing. But apparently Daredevil and Luke Cage, Iron Fist, Jessica Jones are all in the canon timeline on Disney Plus now. I forgot to say that at the beginning. Yeah, so that's the thing I saw. And I was like, was that supposed to be a surprise in the show? Or did we always know that? I thought it was like up in the air until we saw it. Well, there were times where we were told that Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and the Netflix stuff 
was removed from the official timeline mm-hmm. and essentially there like there was a Netflix multiverse scenario. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because obviously like the Ben Affleck Daredevil and all that shit doesn't exist. But now they've acknowledged it being in there mm-hmm. again, which I only don't like because of Iron Fist being Iron in Fist, there and yeah. I'm cool with everything else in there. But yeah, like it it was interpreted when Spider-Man came out that it was just oh it's a multiverse and charlie cox is the actor in both versions of the multiverse for daredevil yeah is there anything else i know you had that little trivia at the beginning no it was literally just the two different versions of will spain's name and then the comment about the real mccoy there was not a lot on the imdb the imdb for this episode was very bare Ronnie or Rain? I guess if you didn't answer the uh, see the Instagram stories post, like post in the that was it the. I'll do it on the Spotify poll. How you would pronounce it? This is my first. I would not have known that that's how you pronounce it, except that I saw it on this episode and then saw the (laughs) caption. I was legitimately worried that it was one of those scenarios where I have been mispronouncing it for (laughs) my entire life. There's the whole thing of you could tell if somebody learned a word by reading it versus hearing it out loud because they are more likely to have a mispronunciation of it if yeah. they've only read it. So I was like, when in my real life have I ever heard that name? But then I remembered her name was mentioned during the New Mutants movie and it wasn't mentioned as Ronnie. Oh, okay. I didn't even, I forgot a lot of that movie. <laughs> well, you were probably writing a song at that point, Rod. Right, yeah, I was just yeah. checked out. Anyway, well, thanks for joining us. If you have any thoughts, make sure to drop them into the comments for either the YouTube upload or official Instagram post about this episode. Also, before you anybody else leaves, you'll want to tune into the next one because I have a couple bombshells that even John's not ready for. He doesn't know about it yet. If you like what you heard, We'd appreciate a rating on the podcast app you're choosing. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and CastBox. Not bad for first run. Was it? Was it, Rod? (laughs) 